2: Music, horror, art, politics, bad Welcome to society. This is Victoria from the Ninth Story Podcast. And this is Kettle Whistle Radio. They play music almost as good as my music box. It's also fairly dark in here. You're not afraid of the dark, but you should be. <laughs>
3: you want to see something really scary? You bet. Music.
2: Horror. Politics and overall badass. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio for Real on Society 13 Networks.
3: Hello, welcome to episode 107, Our Metal Show. This is where we give our take on metal, that gray area of music, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you want to call it. We like to stay right in the middle and keep it interesting, and uh, we, uh, we're we going to talk about heavy metal, how it's affecting some people, um, and of course, that metal show itself, Eddie Trunk paying tribute, and we're going to play some metal, of course, some greats. Oh, man, we got Vermithrax coming up, um, Extinction Event, which will be later on going to start things off with mark alexander my buddy mark alexander uh his band three quarters dead uh the enemy which is a strong song we've played before i love it but um i don't know did you guys catch episode 106 my interview with a vampire it's a good one check it out julia Caples. Uh, you definitely want to check her out uh she is the creator of the dark rose journal always look into that if you're into art of any kind whether it's prose or art itself, just uh, great stuff to look at, man. Some great writing going on there too. Uh, but check out 106 uh, if you want to hear an interesting interview with a real vampire, modern-day vampire. But right now, coming up, let's see um, metal and how it affects. It. You know, I, I tell you, I, I've loved metal since I was a kid, and uh, it's things like this that kind of turn my stomach. Though, um, have you heard of this? Uh, a 42-year-old Swedish man, Roger Atulgrin. Tolgren can now claim disability benefits due to his heavy metal obsession being declared as an addiction. According to Global Post, Tolgren consulted three psychologists who testified on the extent of his heavy metal music dependency. According to Tolgren, I have been trying for 10 years to get this classified as a handicap. I spoke to three psychologists and they finally agreed that i needed this to that i needed to avoid this being discriminated against whatever he also said that the 300 annual concerts he attended left him unable to hold a job and needed to go on welfare uh man if that's the case then i need about 30 years reparations Channel Whistle Radio, back again, and this is our metal show. Not that metal show, not to be confused with. However, Ms. D and I did attend that metal show live. Hello. Oh, oh yep, she's I'm here. here. Oh, oh.
1: I'm here, I'm here. I was oh.
3: getting some hot tea. She brought a cute little face up to the mic.
1: Yes, yes.
3: And, uh, so, all right, go ahead. Where were we last night?
1: Um, Well, we went to the Rex Theater to see that metal show. With Eddie Trunk, Jim Florentine, and Don Jameson.
3: And uh, got more than what we expected. It yeah, was, it absolutely. Was, it wasn't your typical taping of the show. It was hilarious. The three of them did stand-up, and then they got it all together, and you could stump the trunk. There were questions from the audience. Pack crowd, drunk crowd, <laughs> and heckling crowd
1: oh rough pittsburgh
3: heckling crowd Uh, pittsburghers love to hear themselves talk and sometimes they think they're a little more interesting than the guests
1: Mm, which isn't always the case (laughs) yeah proved
3: to not be the case they got their asses handed to them i hate to say it uh jim florentine can hold his own don't heckle him Uh, (laughs) do not do it uh jersey boys and they were fantastic it was a great show knowledgeable lots of behind the scenes stuff they gave out and um we were the first show of two and, uh, I don't know what happened in the second show, so if anybody was there, uh, you know, feel free to email us. Alright, text me. No, don't text me. Uh, tweet me at FairlyDark. And, uh, what, what the heck's your Twitter these days? Um.
1: oh gosh, what is my Twitter? I think you're at at d 5 <laughs>
3: And, uh, of course, always send your music and questions and any comments you have to kettlewhistleradio at gmail.com. Um, we, we will be playing a little bit of metal tonight we're al- We also have a couple of call-ins One of which is uh, our most successful show Along the lines of metal We have Prague Watch And the Prog Squatch himself The Prague Squatch Yes, Anthony Rousick will be calling in A great musician and an incredible host If you guys like your Prog Metal I'm talking Dream Theater, I'm talking <laughs> Rush Alright, if you like that stuff This show, I can't believe some of the stuff he finds and plays And um, we're going to talk to him in a little bit because we don't we don't cover Prague here, you know. Kettle Whistle Radio we we do alternative, we do we do metal, of course, and we do um, industrial, we do punk. Yeah, you know, prog, not,
1: not so much Prague.
3: Not against playing it. We've yeah. had to get uh, you know Hugh Bonar, as far as I'm concerned, is a Prague rocker. Um, we've had a few guests. That's a good episode, guys and girls. I'm sorry, I should just stick to folks, friends, and things. Yes, you DJ should. But no discriminate betwe- <laughs> and all in between. Um, but yeah, so metal. It, it evolves, and it also regresses um, in a lot of ways, and uh, you long-term listeners know what I'm talking about when you hear bad metal, too. I'm not going to talk about that, but um, Prague is a big part of metal, and it's a good part, it's a strong part, it's a growing part. I mean, when you look at some of the bands out there, it's unbelievable, but we'll let Anthony talk about that, and you've got to check his show out. It's on Society13, on the page, on Facebook, of course, and you could look him up, to Anthony Rausick. Uh, R-O-W-S-I-C-K. Let's see here. And if you haven't picked up the latest from Nelson W. Piles, please do Rise of the Dead. He's in it, folks. Okay, it is Night of the Living Dead, the timeline of, put together by John Russo and Burning Ball Publishing. Rise of the Dead is 17 stories along the lines of Night of the Living Dead in the timeline of 67 to 69. I have a story in there, so I have to brag about it. But Nelson W. Piles... He, <laughs> oh, and uh,
1: it's his birthday today, it's I think. It's his
3: birthday, so yeah, we have to... Yeah, absolutely. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Nelson. And to the Wicked Library, of course. So if you want to get a little taste of the host, what he... Um, that's disgusting. A little taste of what he can do uh outside of the Wicked Library. <laughs> of we're, course, not, we're
1: not tasting him. It's just and, uh, where I
3: draw my line. Demon's Dolls and Milkshakes, <laughs> great book. I, you guys really... Uh, you're missing out if you're missing out on these two books that's a a double negative missing out missing out Mm. 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 moving on all right so that metal show moving right along we're at the metal show okay um there were some great stories one of which when Eddie Trunk came up there and I have all new brand new respect for Eddie Trunk even though people say that he's a tool of VH1 he can't help it because that's how he gets paid um (laughs) his ace story okay he told his ace freely story among others um, Ace wanted to buy a a black Cadillac, I believe it was. He was, or a new he was buying Cadillac.
1: a Cadillac somewhere near right. where Eddie Trunk lives in New Jersey. New Jersey,
3: and he lives upstate New York. It was like a three- to five-hour drive. Called him up in the morning, I think, or was it in the early a.m., and then just showed up. He was like, with,
1: hey, what are you, what are you doing?
3: <laughs> Ace really shows up at Eddie Trunk's house at noon uh, with the new car that he just purchased, and um, he apparently stumbled out of the car. And as soon as um, Eddie does a great H really I'm not going to do it. I mean, it's, it's extremely very Brooklyn accent. Um, but he, he stumbles out of the car and immediately beelines to the bar, Eddie's bar. It's noon. Uh, they proceed to get drunk um, until 7, 7 o'clock at night. He said 7. They're annihilated. And Trunks like, what do you want to do? You want to go get some food? Uh, do, do you want to go to sleep? <laughs> and Ace like, ah, let's go bowling. <laughs> Bowling, it is,
1: and and they proceed to go bowling. And Eddie Trunk is getting them the bowling shoes. Tells Ace to wait, and um, I guess in his absence, I
3: already got shoes.
1: Ace, Ace, uh, bowled in three lanes. He's like, yeah,
3: he's like, I already got shoes. I don't need shoes. So he's like, no bowling shoes. So Trunk goes to get the bowling shoes, and the guys like, well, which lane are you guys on? Um, And he's like, oh, over on nine. He's like, well, your friend's been bowling on nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. He disrupted other games and was bowling overhead, okay? Like like
1: a volleyball. A volleyball? (laughs) He was in India and he was making a film. Uh, Never mind.
3: But he was like a throw-in. I should say um, a throw-in in in soccer. He was overheading bowling balls and throwing them down the aisle. The guy behind the counter trying to, you know, get the rental shoes together. um, Actually... (laughs) sorry we have a dog disrupting the microphone situation <laughs> the guy behind the counters is like well your, your friend's already bowling but he proceeds to call the police he's about to dial the police and trunk's like no 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 no, no. don't you know who that is it's ace freely and the guy's like no kidding <laughs> and he stopped he stopped him from doing but i don't know how where the story ended it ended there trunk didn't go on like we dragged freely out of the did they continue bowling I don't know. <laughs> what a great story among many other stories Um, You had a weird one. I know
1: that. I'm I'm being ambushed by a
3: Um, yeah boxer lab that's in her lap right now. All right, sorry Um, about that. You had a weird story about an actor that's pretty popular right now.
1: Oh yeah, it was on um, I don't know one of the websites. The actor that plays Meep on American Horror Story got hit by a car. Ben Wolf. Yeah, horrible.
3: No, he wasn't just hit by a car, he was hit by the rear view mirror of a car. <laughs> I guess he was jay-walking, I mean, Not, not the yeah. rearview, but the side view mirror. Yeah. And he got clocked.
1: Because
3: he's, you know, short. He's in critical condition now. Yeah. I mean, this isn't, so I'm not even trying to be funny here, folks. It's like crazy. Um, I, th- that was news to me.
1: Yeah, I just saw that yesterday, poor thing.
3: You're always good for the weird news.
1: I am. I'm like, oh my goodness, look what happened. I'm a gossip, leave me alone.
3: Well, all right, and uh, you know, of course, Trunk, back to Eddie Trunk again. I, I, I gotta say, he had a funny uh, Dimebag story. Um, one, of the, he has many, uh, but he, he, I guess, Dimebag and Vinny were on their Damage Plan tour, which, as far as I'm concerned, was every day of their lives. But um, <laughs> showed up at the radio station that Trunk was working at currently. Did he say in Ohio?
1: Where, where did he say uh, that was? I don't know. I
3: forget where where he was working at that time. He showed up, and they were—they showed up with a case. Probably in New York, I would think. Maybe I don't know, but it was a case. They had a case of beer, and they had already been drank. They drank a good portion of it, and and Diamond, hey man, you got any of the hard stuff? And uh, and and, you know, Trump's like it's a radio station. I don't—I don't know. And then he remembered, the week before, (laughs) who did he have in the studio?
1: Oh, Zach Wild, yes. Who gave him a gigantic? Bottle of Jack Daniels.
3: Yes, and they proceeded, the brothers Vinny and uh, Dimebag proceeded to drink and finished that too. And they were just annihilated. Now, Trunk had a job to do, and it was to have them on the radio and play one song from Damage Plan that the label said was okay to play. Well, after they played the one, Dimebag said, Come on, man, let's play some more. Let's play some more. Five songs later, they played (laughs) played half the album, and the record executives were not pleased but they had dimebag and Vinny in the studio they, they really didn't have a choice
1: exactly you kind of do what they say at that point i'm thinking
3: but that honestly that was just i think that was just a fantastic story um let's see now you had some other news i think didn't you or no you got nothing why why, why do you do this why are you here i don't know um, um there's a certain show that you to like. To
1: make your, uh, to make your studio look better. Oh, so to make it smell nice. So it's about class? That's why I'm here. I'm classing the joint up.
3: Oh, is that so? Well, there's a certain show that you actually do like. And a certain person, another Dave, was involved with this show. Really? Oh, Dave
1: Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Yeah, we were watching Sonic Highway. Okay. Sorry. What do you think of that? Um, I like it. I mean, what, we watched three of We're them? Three. I made it through two of them.
3: We're three in. Um, um, the you, third
1: one I fell asleep in.
3: Here's the thing, and this is the tie-in. Because, because it. it was very late. <laughs> this is the tie-in with metal. He's very involved with the metal community. He brought a lot of people back from retirement with his ProBot program, mm-hmm. which I love the ProBot album. That's a great um, album. Fantastic, including Lemmy. But, you know, Lemmy doesn't need help anymore. <laughs> um, but what, what I was saying here, now, Eddie... Eddie and Jim and Don, James and Jim Florentine, the guys from that metal show are all into obscure music and bands that they want to see make it that never did. And we are all like that. We all have friends and bands. Well, he made it clear that VH1 won't let the show air if it's an obscure band because they don't want obscurity because it doesn't sell. Right. And so he does, I mean, basically his hands are tied. And, he, you know, so he, of course he wants those crazy bands, the punk bands, the death metal, he even said it. But he can't, because VH1 says, you, you know what, put, you gotta really put him on. Aerosmith sounds good, but if you, you know, it's gotta be mainstream, because they want that tie-in, and they want that, well, to get the crowd. You, you heard him say it.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I think that that's like something we're always like, oh, they only play the mainstream stuff, how could they do it? Kind of makes them look a little, I don't know. Not as eclectic when it comes to music, although, although they know a lot about music, but, you know, I guess everybody has their boss, and they do what they have to do.
3: And they get, like, they're confronted on the streets all the time, um, you know, hey, what about this band? What yeah. about that band? <laughs> and and it's like, well, we can't because we can only do what the execs say. And um, that's the, that's why we do this show, the complete opposite. You can do what you we want, are yes. the complete opposite. I, I love what they do, but... Uh, that's why Candlewick Kettle Kettle Radio is what it is. We Very true. can play the obscure, the people you never heard, some that you have, and your friends' bands. Okay, send us metal. Send it. We need more metal. Uh, there's lots of great music. I mean, one of my favorite new ones was Dandy Brown, and we played on the last show. That's oh, not fantastic. Not metal, but not metal. But it's just great music. A, a, a kind of progressive alternative. I, it's rock and roll is what he Yeah, does. I yeah. think he's fantastic. But um, <laughs> what can you say? Uh, other than that, so anyway, that's why we do what we do. Uh and let's see what else happened. Uh, oh, uh, the funny thing he said too. He said because uh, Getty Lee was their guest on the new episode, Ugh. he told Getty Lee uh, <laughs> uh, from Rush, for all you young fans, um, mm. that there are more girls in the metal show audience than Rush has had in all their shows combined. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and as a girl, I can confess, you know, I can uh, live up to that. Oh, no think- rush.
3: I think we have a Prague Squatch calling in right There's now. There's a Squatch? Let's see. I don't know. We'll find out in a second here. Hey, who, who do we have on the phone?
4: Uh, Dave's not here, man.
3: <laughs> 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 Is this Tony? Yeah, this is Tony. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, man. Well, you're on the air right now, man. Uh, We were were just talking about how uh, we're doing a metal show here, as you know, or may not know. And you're the Prague guy. And Prague has been huge in metal lately between, you know, Dream Theater, Rush. You want to go with that. But you guys, Prague Prague Watch has been such a a successful show. Um, Let's talk about your show right now. Give give, give the the people that haven't heard it yet, give them the lowdown.
4: Well, basically... Uh, the old school stuff and even some of what you might uh, term prog metal you know you mentioned Russian Dream Theater and uh, there's been a handful of bands we've done on the show that are really good too that they're definitely a little harder edged you know definitely but we're just basically uh, trying to you know put the word out like uh, there's so many great bands out there that never get heard because radio is such a stupid little box that just you know a little, you, you only get like a, a like a small corner of the picture of what's out there music-wise. You know, if you listen to the radio.
3: Terrible. It's pathetic. I, you know, there's so much great stuff that never gets heard. Well, Misty is here with me, too, and she knows. Uh, this is why I started doing this, other than, of course, Red Horse Radio asking me to, um, because my hatred for radio uh, it drives me nuts. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I, and even if I listen to the classic
4: stations anymore, they chop, they chop stuff out of songs, you know, yeah. if it's a classic song. You know, I've said this on my show, if it's a classic song, Absolutely. if you don't take a piece out, who who are you, the editing guy from the radio station, to decide, oh, this is a really great song, but this piece isn't
3: really necessary? Exactly. You know, and
4: I mean, I'd rather not hear the song at all than hear it all hacked up like that, and it's just, it's so weird whenever you're listening, it's like, if you know, a good classic song. I think I heard... Uh, carry on my wayward son by Kansas on the radio the other day, and I was—I couldn't believe it. It was
3: just so disjointed. It just really? Jumped from one thing to another, wow. and I'm like, where was that part? Where was that part? Oh no, then, yeah. <laughs> you can't <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, you can't do that. I've—I've I've heard the Who had it up. You know, won't get fooled again. Cut down to like five minutes long. It's an eight-minute song, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, we, know. Who, yeah. We
1: actually have a game when we get into the car at a radio station. I won't mention. Right. So we don't get in trouble, but, uh, every time we turn the radio on, we, we bet which three songs, you know, guess which song, and most of the time we're right.
3: <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, we like literally turn the, the station on, and okay, it's gonna be Pearl Jam, Nirvana, or oh, yeah. Stone Temple Pilots. Um, the same or playlist. They, yes. Yeah, even when they say they're gonna play a certain artist, it's like, ah, oh, we got some guests coming up, and it's alright, all which one's gonna be, <laughs> seeing all good people, or
0: roundabout, or, you know. Yeah.
4: Right. Even, even with the good band.
3: It makes people sick of things, I think. It does. We're trying to put out stuff that, you know, it's off the
4: beaten path and it's a, maybe a little more, I don't know. I, I, I don't like to say, um, intellectually stimulating, but I guess it
3: will, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I disagree. I think you guys are. Um, your partner there, Dave, right? He's, uh, I think he's awesome. Uh, your exchanges are very intelligent. And you're a musician, so I mean, your input on, when you listen to a band, it, it you hold it holds weight, and that that makes that makes it so much real, so much more real than what you, well, what we we're talking about on other radio stations. Well, great, man! Thanks a lot. Oh, I love that. it. I, I really appreciate it. we were talking about crossovers. I mean, yeah, we, we, we try to be thorough in what we do, and we're both old time prog fans. And uh, I've been turning him on to a lot of new stuff. I know, He's kind of falling off. You know, figuring that, uh, it was dead, and it's like, no, it's not dead. There's so much going on out mm. there. Right now. There's so much. We were just at that metal show last night in Pittsburgh. I all the pictures, man, that's cool. I watch <laughs> that a lot of times on a Saturday when my buddy comes over. It's and good. We, stuff. When it's cold and we can't be out back having a fire, and drinking beer, we'll just drink beer, and watch that. <laughs> <metal show>. Exactly, <laughs> man. But Prague Rock comes up an awful lot. There was a lot of fans when they when they mentioned Prague. There was like a standing O and clapping. Uh, yeah, you have a huge audience, and it shows in your numbers. I think you're killing all our other shows. I'm pretty sure. I
4: don't know. It's really a hard thing to quantify those numbers. I've learned some of the things that I thought. You know, uh, we'll have to talk about it some other time. But yeah, there's
3: different ways of measuring it. And I was talking to Dan Foydick over at Night Story. Yeah. And uh,
4: he he clued me in on another way to get an idea how I'm doing. So you know, I I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm just doing what I'm doing, man, and I'm just trying to do a good job of it, and I'm just trying to put it out there, and I'm trying to build up a following on Twitter, and I got a YouTube channel, and I'm just trying to cover all my bases and just try to put out something that hopefully people find
3: entertaining. Oh, you're doing it. Now, this is the show that I think that people wanted, needed, and obviously there was a... You, there's a fan base, and you're proving that theory as far as I'm concerned. um I also while I have you on the line because we rarely get to talk outside of uh, face stupid book. but um i um I, I owe you an open here's a formal apology.
1: Uh-oh. I, I feel as if we need some some nice mood music to set this up. the formal apology music. yeah, let's hear it.
3: Well, here's the deal. Okay, well, it's not that bad. It's been fixed. But I, I, as you may or may not know, I I have a new book out, Dwelling in the Dark, my second. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, well, I always give my peeps big ups as far as their shows. Well, eh, editors went and put your show's name as Prague Squatch, your actual name instead of the name of the show. Now, this is earlier, early editions. Up until this week, it'll be rectified. But Prague Squatch is the, getting an acknowledgment, but not Prague Watch. However, I think on the back of the book it was fixed already. So, But in the front of the book, eh, sorry about that, but trust me, it'll get fixed.
4: Hey, man, you know, that's kind of like my handle just because I'm a
3: big, hairy dude. Um, <laughs> I know it's
4: confusing, but I thought it would be an interesting shtick. You know, I, I always liked those uh, uh, Jack Lang's commercials. I was always rooting for success, but, you know, what are you going to go up
3: and post? for, you know? All right, so you got <laughs> this we, you know? <laughs> we had you in here, I know. You barely you barely fit in here. I, I I was on Towers, uh Red Horse Radio, and I was like, how did you get him in the basement? He's like, oh, he's hitting his head off the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good time, too. I had a really good time. I'll have to come over sometime, and we'll, we'll do a proper one, man. Yeah, yeah. man, absolutely. Uh, Definitely. So, uh, well, let's tell the people how to... day. Hey, back to the book thing. Thanks yeah. for even the mention. I appreciate it. I mean, that's, that's really great of well, you, man. It actually worked. Works too because it is a monster book. There's eleven different stories with monsters in it. Hey, Prague Squatch, he's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's tell people how to find you. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, obviously, I'm on HipCast with you, and uh, you know, I post out through the Night Story as
4: well. Or, I mean, um, Society Thirteen. I'm sorry. Okay. You know, we we uh, put the posts out there, um, and uh, you know, I'm I've kind of shied away from Facebook since they started artificially. Cutting down the the post
3: reach. Have you noticed that? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I've noticed more problems. Yes.
4: Yeah, it's like uh, you know, I've got you know, like 150 people like the show's page, but whenever I post anything, like five people
3: see it. Isn't that weird? And, yeah. Well, they're doing it on purpose. They're trying to make money because they're constantly saying, "Want to boost your post? Want to boost your post? Right. Or, you know. Oh, that's yes.
5: what that is. Yes. yes. Okay. So it's the the in search of the Almighty Buck, but uh.
4: Yep, I've been hammering the Twitter a little more. I guess yes. is what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah, Prog Squatch at Prague Squatch. I mean, uh, all one word. Well, or you know, if you want to like the Facebook page too. Um, I do post through there. You know, I like going to Twitter though. I've been doing a thing that I call today's classic. You know, it's just I just post a picture of an album cover and uh, just see what what kind of. Uh, Feedback I get from some of my followers. There are some uh, pretty hardcore prog fans over in the UK. I oh yeah, some, some <laughs> people over there who you know I put things up and they're always like they, they've always got comments and sometimes
3: it starts a little conversation. I think that's fun. It's fun. Yeah, you got to keep up with those people because they they're very loyal, very loyal. Um, what I'm going to ask you real quick before I let you go here: um, some crossover metal prog uh you said there was a couple that i would sure. like i think i um can you name like two or three that uh are uh, crossover into metal for sure right off the top of my head uh we did a band called night area um they're from the netherlands and uh i remember that they definitely got they got a harder edge to them right now especially
4: um maybe in the beginning they were a little more prog but now they're they're definitely you know like i'd call them you know prog metal or heavy prog whatever you want to.
3: Whatever you prefer. Sweet. Um, also, a band called Haken from the U- United Kingdom,
4: H A K E N. They definitely got a harder edge sound, but definitely very progressive at the same time.
3: It, um, it seems to come from a more pure place over there. Oh uh, yeah, it, it never it never left. Right. And uh, Dave, my co-host,
4: and I, we've talked about it. He thinks it just has more to do with the tradition of uh, you know symphonic music in Europe and folk music in Europe and how. It you know, it's just—it's kind of all in there. You know, Prague—it's—it's it's got its uh, symphonic side, and you know, and then there's some stuff that's just—I don't know. There's, there's like Prague folk, and there's you know, and it's just—it's all
3: intertwined over there. More Thank adventurous you. than anything you're hearing over here. That's indeed. Special. Yeah, Miss D wants to go to uh, Wacken.
1: Oh, the Wa What is it? The Wacken Festival the walk-in. festival walk-in. in Germany. It, it's a big okay. metal.
3: You know about that one? Oh, look it up, man! Yeah. Ho, ho. That, I mean, it's
1: just a giant music festival, and there's like a lot of the Prague metal, and you know any kind of metal you can think of. But it, it just like looks insane. Three
3: days, like just of debauchery, just madness. Just
1: acres and yeah. acres of music. Yeah. It's crazy. Literally, I've never yeah. seen anything so. Yeah, you know, the festival's
3: so huge. Camp out in, like, tents and stuff. Alright, hey man, I really appreciate the phone call. Thank you so much. We're going to hear more from you in the future, I'm sure. Uh you well, should. You, for you, me on. You should plug your band, too. Oh,
4: uh, yeah. Um, your buddy Nelson Piles, yep. uh, and mine.
2: <laughs>
4: uh, also a podcaster over there at the Wicked Library. Bet. Uh Yeah, he sings, he writes lyrics and sings in my uh, music project called Novus. You can find us on uh, Reverb Nation and on Bandcamp
3: as well. Yep. U.S. You, you yeah. put Great. your you put your money where your mouth is. That that you I, quite literally. Anybody that calls out uh, Prague Watch, you, you know, you could just throw that at me. Hey, look what I did. <laughs>
4: I guess. Uh, yeah. Like I said, you know, I'm just trying to be one of the interesting people. You know, <laughs> all my kids, my kids are grown up and gone. And it's like, what am I going to do with myself?
3: <laughs> so I'm making albums and I started a podcast. That's know? right, man. Making your mark. Alright, well hey, thanks for calling in for our metal show, as we call it. And, uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you again later. Uh, what's your Twitter? I'm sorry. What's your Twitter handle? I, I don't know if it, we got that. At, at it's at yeah, frog frog Okay. Word, yeah, okay. Squad. Awesome. I'll never remember everybody's Twitters. I just, I'm lucky if I remember mine. <laughs> Alright, dude. Take care and we'll talk to you again, man.
1: Thanks a lot. Thanks
3: for me on. You bet. Good night. Good night.
1: I'm not afraid of the dark, but
2: you. Should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left to see.
6: With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the Fall of Tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark, if you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work.
2: Still here? Okay. Let's play a game.
3: Okay, so, always good to hear from our brethren. Yes. I love saying brethren in instead of brethren. Um, <laughs> alright, so you have a funny Ingvay story. We're going, what? To, we're getting into Ingvay Malmstein for oh, the gonna old, t- old meddlers and guitar uh, aficionados. Come on, you got one from your past.
1: Alright, so.
3: You're not a fan, first of all, I know I'm, that. I'm not a fan. And I am a fan.
1: You know, it, 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 it kind of goes into that whole thing of there are certain bands that I can say, "Oh, they're really talented," but you know what? That's that's too polished and too good for me. Like I, I feel like Ingvae Malmsteen. If I wanted to listen to Beethoven, guess what I'll do? I'll put on some Beethoven. I don't need to hear you doing it.
3: Or Beef Oven. Beef maybe. Oven.
1: <laughs> I think that's a whole different kind of band. That was like a punk band from the early. So no, now I'm just joking. Oh, no, I almost believe. Any- <laughs> anyway there in so awe. so Ingvae Malmsteen. I of course grew up loving heavy metal. Um, as a kid, and my older brother also liked heavy metal, and he really, really wanted me to like Ingvay Malmsteen. So he came home one day and he had this gigantic, that was this huge, gigantic poster of Ingvay Malmsteen with, you know, his pasty white inverted chest and, you know, chains, and, and he, and, and he's like, look what I bought for you, and I had to put it up, but I couldn't. So slowly, I just kept, it, you know, putting pictures from magazines a little bit over, <laughs> as much as I could. <laughs> but I just felt bad because you know he bought me it, and I didn't want to be.
3: He brought you something from the show.
1: A jerk, yes. <laughs>
3: I'm like, please. He brought you a jerk.
1: Please leave, leave it at the show. I don't know where he got it. It may have been a concert. It may have been Spencer's. Oh, do they still have Spencer's gifts?
3: Um, where? <laughs>
1: no, anywhere. Well, I,
3: I heard yes. Always like the yes. I the I posters
1: the and. You know,
3: yeah, well, we're going to have a, another guest here calling in shortly mm-hmm. with another interesting metal story, um, or not so metal. Metal mm. doesn't always have to be that metal. There's some horrible moments. You know, we have a pretty funny uh, top five. What do we say? <laughs> least least fun metal guys. <laughs> 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 You're going to be surprised, folks. You're going to be surprised.
1: Yes, the the, the least the least fun metal moments
3: uh, just metal guys but metal guys and, that
1: didn't impress
3: right in their moment of not so glory uh, yeah you'll be surprised at some of the names uh, and yeah, actually some of this we witnessed um, but we'll get back to you shortly uh, with um, well nah <laughs> Always have to throw in my uh, movie preferences of lately, and uh, on Netflix I was turned on to two things by uh, Mr. Uh, Doctor John Towers: uh, Darknet and Black Mirror. Uh, these are two series with just six episodes each. I liked how they. Mm, I liked how Darknet started. I'm not. I didn't watch the final episode yet. Oh wait, no, I didn't. I didn't like how it ended. But they do tie everything in together. and It's kinda kinda cool. Uh Black Mirror is a British one and it's are very, very I didn't um, see that one. Um it's about technology taking over uh, our lives and what it can do horrifically. So like, what
1: like Terminator? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm.
3: No. Like the internet, uh just the future where we're Sports going. It's not in uh, it. Uh, no, like uh your entire life being on camera and just horrific. Things like, uh, <laughs> or on the radio? Or on the radio. but yeah, Dark Mirror I'm sorry, Black Mirror and Darknet. i I kind of recommend them both they're good i'm not gonna say great i think there there could be greatness there but that's that's i'm just gonna leave it at that um oh oh here we go we have another guest here all right hold on hold on hello 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 oh oh is this um is this elsa this is elsa Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a call. Welcome to um, Kettle Whistle Radio, our metal show, and we're talking about metal and not so metal moments. Um, Hi,
1: someone else.
3: Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, yeah. And Miss D is Ms. D is here. Um, You should probably first of all let's let's hear a little about a little bit about you and what what goes on in your life. Oh well. My name
0: is Elsa. I own someone else's bar in Castle Shannon on Willow Avenue. We have a website, someoneelse'sbar.com. Um, we are a food service restaurant and bar, very family oriented, uh candy everywhere, lots
1: of fun. That is what I do with my life when I'm not watching
3: scary movies with David <laughs> 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 Exactly. Uh, very uh, delicious food uh, and the best wings in Pittsburgh.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, we try really hard. Everything's fresh, made to order and uh, do
3: our best. And what turns people on the most is cleanliness. When you say it's uh, the cleanest place I've ever been in and uh, women love yes. your bathroom. <laughs> Yes, you
1: have to, I have to admit, the men really enjoy the soaps as well. They like to have uh, their women smell their hands when they come out of the bathroom. And you yes. know, that what you like? It's so, it's, it's <laughs> Lots so, of nice-smelling soaps. It's very, <laughs> I'm sorry, but
3: it's kind of bizarre and absurd when people come out of the bathroom. I help smell my hands. And that's a regular yeah. thing there. <laughs> <laughs> very
1: regular, <yeah>. and, <laughs> at least you know that everyone's washing their hands. That's how I look at it. It's a good thing.
3: Good Lord. Oh, you know what? And the uh, little boys love to go in and take care of friends and wash their hands multiple times. And I figure if we're teaching our, our boys anything, it's <laughs> wash their hands. <laughs> exactly. And, and I had my first book signing there ever uh, for the fall of tomorrow. And it was a, oh. such a success. Sold out. And you were the greatest hostess ever. Thanks.
5: Thank
3: you. Well, but, awesome we'll have to plan something in the future. But right now, what we want from you, you have a certain story about a certain someone in metal.
0: Yes, I
5: do.
3: Let's hear it.
0: Right. <laughs> well, I went to uh, Las Vegas for Super Bowl weekend, so three weeks ago, and uh, specifically went to Cafe which is Vince Needles place on the strip at the casino circuit circus. and uh, he was to be on hand for the entire Super Bowl party. We uh, paid for buffet, paid for reserved seating, great venue, actually really great venue. The casino was not that great, uh, but the venue was very cool, and... Um, appeared as promised and uh he didn't seem to mingle with his uh fans too much but you know he did a little while and few drinks later i decided to go over and try to talk to him and i stood right behind him and tapped him on the shoulder while he was on his cell phone and he would not turn around to uh look at me or even
5: to tell me he stopped tapping him on the shoulder Boo. Boo. So, yeah i was um i was really not very happy again several drinks in me a little
0: bit of jet lag and uh I haven't slept in 36 hours, so I went back to my friend Kathy, who was my pregnant girl at the bar, and uh, she said, well, he's we a jag-off. I said, oh, my gosh, I never <laughs> even knew that word. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, but she did. She must have called him that six times. So,
5: oh, wow. we, we left. <laughs> before we left, we went back over, and she said, well, let's get your picture with him in some
0: shape. So, I stood a couple feet from him. Um, And his back was to me, and I have a picture of me pointing to him over my shoulder, and that's the only picture I got with Vince Neal is the back of his head and the back of his
3: shirt. Oh. And we witnessed that. We did get to see that picture.
5: Yeah, that, that is, Uh, You know, people said, oh, does it deter you from, you know, Motley Crue's tour this year? I said, nope, I still have my tickets for the final show in Los Angeles on New Year's
0: Eve, and I will still go and thoroughly enjoy the whole, the whole show, so. Absolutely. pretty darn funny. They go trip out to see someone, and they,
1: shun you yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so disappointing that's the worst whatever someone you look up to and admire for so many years is just a jerk yes that's... it is
0: and i, you know, I like molly crew as a whole and quite frankly um vince will be fourth on my list of of members of the band to meet honestly but i was just excited about the whole concept and you know it's just really bummer because he's he's supposed to be the lead man and representing the whole
1: Yeah. Um, But, you know, I think
0: most people, if you've seen Motley Crue, I
1: bet eight out of ten
0: people think of Nikki
1: Six. Yeah, I know I do.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he was always our favorite. Yes. Yeah, she's she's awesome. So that's uh, actually the side we'll
0: be sitting on for our our show on New Year's Eve is the Nikki
3: Six side. Well, that's good. Good, good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sorry for the disappointment, but that happens with our, uh well, our metal guys. They disappoint, and that's what our next segment's going to be all about, trust me. Um, well, thank you for calling in. Let's plug one more time where people find you and your bar. Well,
0: thank you. Uh, on the website, com gives you all the great info. You can also tap over to Facebook, where we do daily updates. Um, great beers of the month, uh, revolving handle on tap, great fresh made-order foods, uh, 3841
1: Willow Avenue in Castle Shannon, great
3: little town. And, uh, that's about it. Yeah, get there early, folks, because it gets packed. Yes, it does. <laughs> or order out. You do order out. You order out too. Yep. You do takeouts, which is fantastic. Yeah. Takeout, absolutely. Um, Alright, well, sounds good. Now, you don't, I'm sorry, you don't do the Twitterverse, do you? Um, I'm not very technologically inclined, but I'm working on it. It's, so, it's uh, free. Do one it. Of these days. You should do it. You should do it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Elsa. Elsa, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate it.
1: And Vince Neal, you <laughs> should be ashamed of did yourself. Did.
3: It's awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> I Miss mean, Diaz, one more. What did you say?
1: I said, and Vince Neal, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> yes, he
3: should be ashamed of himself. Absolutely. <laughs> Great, thing. Great hug. So well. His luck. All right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, good night, and thanks for calling in. Thank you, David. Thank you, Dave. You bet.
1: All right. See I, you soon. Bye-bye.
3: Bye. Bye-bye. bye And that was great to hear from Elsa, as, you, as always. You yes, absolutely. She's been absolutely. on the show before. And, um, yeah, so I've got to get to this. We, we, we already did Vince mm. Neil, but this is something I had to write down. I don't know why I wrote it down, probably because I had to arrange the order. Some of this stuff's been with me for years, and it's like I had to All right, top This sounds top. like a
1: therapy session to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know,
3: you think metalheads don't need metal therapy? therapy.
1: No, they don't, because they get it all out at the shows. At
3: the shows, but yeah. you're not there all the time, dude. You're in the world getting your ass handed to you. All right, so uh, anyway. True, true. We're going to start with number five, Okay. And I believe Ms. D was at this one with me. Um, this so we're is talking
1: t- about... Yes. What? Nothing.
3: <laughs> top five least fun metal guys and their moments. Yes. Uh, number five, Dream Theater.
1: Oh, Dream Theater.
3: Sorry, Prog Rock guys, but I witnessed one of the most douchey moments in rock. <laughs> um, in Smithtown, Long Island. Um, I want to say, what, 92? Yeah, not right. They are brand new. Pull Me Under was out. Pull My Finger. And um, <laughs> I, I really liked them. I, I enjoy, don't get me wrong, I I, I like. I love the first album. And they're an incredible band. Portnoy is one of the best drummers in the world. And yeah, the original lineup, they're all there at this place in Smithtown. Just small this little,
1: band. little tiny club. Little tiny club, like a little bar, and then just like kind of... Uh, it didn't even have, like, they just set a stage up kind yeah, of in this, the corner.
3: The stage was like, you know, they were standing on couches. It was just like, it was yeah. very, not very high, very small. But they were just getting started. They, yeah, absolutely. Pull, pull, me, pull My Finger was on MTV as on re- regular rotation at that time. Um, and my friend Mike, Michael Kent, drummer, um, for the Killer Chinchillas. That's <laughs> yes, the punk rock band. That's
1: another show for another oh, day. Oh, for
3: another day. My band. Ooh boy. Moving on. Uh, so we, we go to the show, Damon and Jamie and Michael Kent. These are names from the past. Uh, we always moshed at shows in small clubs. It was a th- It's what you did in the 80s. Yes. Into the 90s, it got sketchy. And now it's just kind of... the late
1: 90s. Now people are out to hurt each yeah, other. That's, so just, that's
3: just... Plain danger. Yeah, ridiculous. But um, it was fun. It was fun when it was fun. You had punk guys and metal guys mixing together. Now, Dream Theater... They were good. And we, there were four of us, and this is what we did. We were the only four people moshing during some of the songs. And you could mosh to certain riffs and songs from Dream Theater, but not all of them. Right. Um, But we did. Mm -hmm. And the lead singer promptly put the kibosh on that, (laughs) and he motioned to the security to stop us. Which we did, and then we did it again. We started up again, jumping around. I guess you know, Prague people don't want that happening. We were younger, you know, whatever. Um, you witnessed it,
1: yes, I guess. And I did. the
3: lead singer it was all about him and his hair, and he was just with his <laughs> giant eyebrows, staring out at the crowd, being all pretty and like. We it took the steam from it was the like, show, man.
1: Sigh. and and it wasn't moshing in the sense of. You weren't running around kicking people in the head. Yeah, we were bouncing, any of that like violent kind yeah, right. of thing. Not if, that show. If, if it had been, that's different. But we were,
3: we were bouncing. I mean, yeah, we were just having a good time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Little, little pogo action, um, but moshing into each other. Yes, and not really bother. I guess we bothered somebody. I don't know. We bothered we, the lead we w- singer. We
1: want to see no emotion. Just yeah. listen to our music.
3: Yeah, Dream Theater. As the wind
1: flows through my hair.
3: Dream Theater gets number five. Number four. This is personal. Um, Mm. One of my favorite shows of all time, it happened at um, uh, Faith No More at the Ritz in New York City, around 88, 89, 89 89-ish. And I was there with another group of friends, and my friend Nick, who um, loves the cult, absolutely adores the cult. Um,
1: The band, The Cult. He's not into the occult, right? You kind of slurred that together. Just joking. (laughs)
3: That's questionable. Um, boom. yeah, you know what, actually, I screwed that up, it wasn't Faith No More, Faith No More was my favorite show, but, it was, Ian Ashbury showed up at Metal Church, Wasp, and Accept, my fault, any time to plug Faith No More, I'll do it, they have a new album coming out, folks, anyway, so, Metal Church, <laughs> it was first, let's see, yeah, it doesn't matter the order, fantastic show, Metallica was up, uh two of them, uh Lars and James Hetfield were up in the balcony, watching the show, Ian Ashbury, elbows up on the bar, okay, with his hat, you know, the hat back in the day. The big
1: black ringed yeah, hat, yep, 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 little yep. job there, yeah.
3: Looking, trying to be all Jim Morrison with his big buckle, you know, and his bell bottoms and, you know, being all tall, if he's tall. I, I don't think he was. I think I was tall, taller than him. But he, he has his <laughs> elbows on the bar watching the show. <laughs> trying to be all tall. <laughs> Sorry. And it's my funny. friend Nick, who idolized him, Ian Ashbury in the cult, went up to him like oh my god you're you know and he just wanted to shake his hand and i, I can only motion to miss d right now what he did he just he just did that that motion with his his palm no 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 just right. like kind
1: of like a semi wave like no 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 no, no baby like Don Dok, yeah. Not, baby, not enough. Not right now. <laughs> yeah. And it
3: wasn't like there was a line of people. The girls were not killing each other to get near him. He just wanted nothing to do with fans. Nothing. Right, Jet? You hear that? That's Jet talking yep. right now. She's mad She's, at Ian Ashbury. Oh, too. I don't
1: blame her. She's like, whatever, Ian Ashbury.
3: So that's that's that. Um, now, number three. You were there for that one. Soundgarden. <laughs> this was just... Two years ago, May, we had never... Great show.
1: Through the years, somehow we always missed Soundgarden. We never got to see them, so we were really excited. We got to see Soundgarden, and I love Chris Cornell, so I was very happy, very happy. But go ahead.
3: Ben Shepard, the bass player.
1: Yes. So he was... I guess this was before the show started. Mm, Something
3: happened before the show started. Something happened
1: before the show started, and he was just kind of... What was he doing? He was throwing. He threw a tantrum.
3: He threw his base. He threw a tantrum in the middle of a set. In the middle of the set, he threw it. He was mad at security for not. I don't know.
1: But he was throwing. He was like before the show, and everyone was just kind of standing there waiting for the show to happen. He was kind of like flicking cigarettes or something at someone like it, like towards the front, which I don't know why he was, cause they're expensive. I mean, if you smoke, they're expensive, but he was like (laughs) flicking cigarettes at at somebody in the crowd and, and he just looked like he was not happy. I don't know. He didn't want to,
3: he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there. Yes.
1: So then during the show later, he was just acting like a whiny baby. I'm sorry. Whiny
3: baby. To quote the ninth story, our girl.
1: Oh, <laughs> Victoria would definitely think that he was being a whiny, whiny baby. baby, but yes, he yeah. he threw Tantrum. his bass down in disgust, and
3: yeah. I don't know. I think he's trying to promote his, his own band that he has on the side, and Chris Cornell was cool as hell and getting all the attention. Whatever, dude, you're a bass player, you're supposed to be in the background kicking ass. That, yeah. That makes a statement. If you can get up there in front and do it, fine. But you don't throw your bass. You don't n- yell at people and cry and scream. And he's a big guy. It's not like yes. he's like a little baby. He was, b- he's a big dude. It just looked ridiculous. Like,
1: why is this lumberjack throwing a fit on the stage? <laughs> it looks silly. It looks silly. It was like baby Huey throwing a fit. Yeah. So Ben Shepard,
3: Soundgarden. Sorry, dude. That was, that was miserable. Yeah. All right. Number two. This goes back to Axel Rose. Always on the hit list with us. Especially oh, yes. since he really sucked at that, uh, that show we watched. Uh the Golden God Awards recently. He was terrible. Oh, I mean, yeah. Terrible. I, I yeah. Cousin Roses, as far as I'm concerned, they were done between, well, they were done at the end of the 90s, and mid-90s, when Slash is out of the group and Izzy, and you, know, you know, you lost Duff and Steven Adler. Come on. You lose guys like that. I mean, I know Duff played with him and Izzy has played with him since, but you had a funny line about uh, Slash. Oh,
1: I have lots of funny lines yeah. about Slash. Oh, I mean, I, like... I, <sighs> What was my funny line?
3: Uh, something about best friends.
1: Well, like, who wouldn't want to be best friends with Slash? Right. That would be the only reason I would be in Guns N' Roses. Like, ooh, Slash is standing here. Right. I'd love to hang out with Slash. Yeah. More importantly, like, seriously, who told Axl Rose cornrows Rose were ever a good idea? <laughs> like, you just look foolish. I don't know if he still has them. I'm hoping not. It was just... Well... That's... Well, and then, and then what? He got... <laughs> He, he's gotten into fights with a lot of people, and uh,
3: he bashed a bottle over a woman's head. That yes. was like uh, that came to his door or something about noise. I, that was a long time ago.
1: He, he uh, got into a fist fight with Tommy Hilfiger a, a, few, a few years yeah. ago. Like, ooh, fashion designer. Let's get into a fist fight at a, bur- at a
3: birthday party. At a birthday party. He's doing birthday parties, folks. Yeah, and bar mitzvahs.
1: <laughs> Wonder if he makes like balloon animals.
3: Oh God!
1: Be like, welcome to the jungle, and he can be making giraffes and. Oh, we're just kidding, Axel. We're just kidding. Actually, I'm not, no, we're know, not. No, I'm really
3: not. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. That's not, I'm done with yeah, Axel, but that's number two. And he is number two. Alright, so, douchey moments. Okay, number one. Number one in the least fun metal guys and their moments. And we were there for that too. It's now the PNC Arts Center in New Jersey.
1: <gasps> oh my god, yeah. I can't remember what it was before when we well, were there.
3: We were there. Yes, Deaf Leopard, yes. and the opening act was Ugly Kid. Ugly
1: Kid Joe, Joe.
3: bunch of spoiled California kids. With I money. hate
1: everything about you. Ooh, ooh, ooh.
3: Wait, before we go on with that, I actually like the music. I have the first album I love. Oh, I, I thought they were a lot of fun. They were fun. They were the anti hair metal, even though they were hair metal. However, then I don't. I'm not even going to say his name because his name's annoying. But the lead singer,
1: I can't even remember his name.
3: I think it was. It was like their third song, maybe. Um, He complains that they played the national anthem before the show and questioned why that would ever happen.
1: Yes. And I'm like, dude, seriously?
3: And after that, they were done. Booze. You don't do that in New Jersey, man. No. You don't do that in New Jersey booze they were done they left the stage it like was, a, four it was five. a
1: hillside of just Boo. torrential like who do you think you are yeah. and this was what 92
3: 93 yeah they were They made something it big like, in like that. between 91 and 93 they're, they're, yeah they hit
1: it was like 92 93. and they
3: could have been bigger but that that moment that uh, talk
1: about in. burying yourself
3: i've never seen a band with their tails between their legs leave a stage that quick it was actually they deserved it. So whatever.
1: Yes, they did deserve that.
3: Well, that that that's that. But now you have some weird thing happening over here. Since
1: it's called our metal show, yeah. and you are you are such a um, music and aficionado, shall I say? I'm not an
3: aficionado. I just love music. Uh,
1: well, you're a lover of music. You know a lot about music. So I thought we need a little segment. Yeah. This, Instead by the of- way,
3: this is not rehearsed. <laughs> it's actually happening as we record. As I'm scrolling
1: this. through my phone for my I notes, I have no idea what she's doing. All right. So since last night, um, we went to that metal show. Eddie Trunk calls the stump the trun- stump the trunk um, clip that they always do on the shows. He's, he said it's his stairway to heaven. He's like just like <laughs> like oh, if people think I know everything, I thought we would do. He also some- said
3: it's the bane of his existence. Oh,
1: absolutely. Because he said people stop him on the street and yell things and questions at him. And he's like, what? I'm, you know, getting coffee. Um, what color is Scott Ian's underwear? <laughs> purple. It's always purple. No, I don't know. Um, so I thought we would do an interesting segment called "Dupe the Dave. Oh Enter theme music.
3: I hope this does not take off.
1: I don't know. Well, let's see. So. All right. First question Oh, this should be easy for you. Wait, I'm not going to give you easy.
3: Give me one easy one.
1: All right, here. Who was the original drummer for Slayer?
3: Dave Lombardo. Yay!
1: See, I told you it was easy. I met him. All right.
3: I have a story about that that I can't tell here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Um What band did Max Cavalera form after he left in Sepultura?
3: Soulfly, one of my favorite bands of all time. All right,
1: let's see. Oh, hmm. Let's see. Hmm. (laughs) I'll ask you kids questions. Go for it. You never know. Uh, Oh, what band originally released Smoking in the Boys' Room, which was covered Uh, by Motley Crue in 1985?
3: I actually knew this, and I had the 45 from my dad.
1: Oh, take it, a crack at it.
3: Uh, I want to say something Nelson, but it's not.
1: No? Anything other? Any other?
3: Oh, uh, I cannot remember. I know that. Yeah, I knew it was a remake, but... Uh, damn, I used to know this.
1: Do I get a prize? I
3: used to know this. Now I have to kill her.
1: Nah, <laughs> Brownsville Station. Brownsville Station released the hit in 1972. Oh, that's not my prize. That's a horrible prize. Oh.
3: I'll take two more.
1: We'll take two more. All right. This is a good one. Although this band has had a nice career for themselves, they are more famous for supplying Metallica with Kirk Hammett. Who are they? Exodus. Jeez. Yeah, all right. All right. Hmm. <laughs> this just makes me laugh because <laughs> you had the theory. You had this on, v- on VHS tape. What is the name of the hero in Queensryche's Operation Mindcrime?
3: <laughs> um, Dr. X. No, the, the, the hero is Nikki. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I still get a prize. Nikki, Nikki is the down and out man that is used as a pawn by Dr. X. Oh, you got it right. Ooh, how many more are you taking? Just one. Just one? Yes all right
3: these people have to sleep too and i think we're putting them there
1: oh all right what year did pantera release their first
3: album uh it depends uh i mean 82 is like they were like they were doing all kind. oh my god i have all this on cassette um 83
1: <gasps> you little snickerdoodle yes it is Eighty three. But they're
3: playing since eighty two or eighty one. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's a wrap, folks. <sighs> hey, if you got nothing else to do, buy books. Buy them now. And if you want a real good one. I gotta tell you right now. Dr. John Towers, man. The Jin Jihad. Okay, Jin again spelled D J I N N Jihad. The Jin Jihad. Great graphic novel. He has something else cooking that he can't talk about and he won't tell me. Um, but that's fine. You should really support him on this one because this is just some badass stuff. His artwork's amazing, but the story, I mean, hmm, what can I say? I was so impressed with this, and I know him well, and I've read all of his earlier stuff. Look up the Gingy head. And, and if you have nothing else to do, too, I'd have to say, or nothing else to read, Dwelling in the Dark is available at Amazon.com. Yes, and it is. it is available at Burning Bulb Publishing. Thanks for listening, folks, friends, and fiends. I'm Dave.
1: I'm Ms. D. Good night. Good night.
3: Metal Moment from the likes of Headbangers Ball uh, Headbangers Ball Ball's own <laughs> Ricky Rackman
1: Keep one foot in the gutter one fist in the gold <laughs>
3: <laughs> what a ball, that was a worst just a worst <laughs>